adventures in a small world. Hello and welcome to another episode of Strangers in a Small World. Today we have a conversation with Josh Tracy. Josh is born and raised in New Jersey. He's a host of the podcast Juicing the Numbers, which we get into pretty deep in the conversation. He's a data analyst, a martial arts instructor, and a lover of music. And of course, a sports enthusiast. His favorite sport is baseball, which is logical considering his love of math and analytics. During our conversation, we get into what Josh thinks the most important stat is in baseball. We talk about martial arts and its benefits. We talk about concerts and bowling alleys and many other different kinds of topics. Josh was really great to talk to. And don't forget to go check out his podcast over at Juicing the Numbers. And with that, let's dive right in. We got Josh on the pod today. So Josh, tell us about a little bit about who you are. Uh, sure. I'm a I'm a New Jersey native, New Jersey resident. Um, oh, I'm trying to figure out what there is. I have a full time job that that you know does that whole thing. Do data analytics. Uh, mm. I run a podcast where I talk about sports analytics. I got my degree in economics. Uh, huge baseball fan. Um, I try to play music when I can. I don't claim to do it well. But I do it. Um, I used to be gotcha. a wedding photographer. Um, uh, over summers, I used to teach martial arts. Over summers, I try to keep my toes in whatever they can get in. So I, I like to do whatever I can do, you know? That's awesome, man. That's really cool. So did the data analytics come out of your love for sports? Or is that how did that come about? Uh, it actually came about because when I was a kid, you know how like everyone's dad always seems to be watching the news and you don't know when that happens in life? Yeah. Um, so my dad used to just watch the news a lot and I'd always get wrapped up in the economic stuff. And so out of my desire to know what the hell they were all talking about, I started to just kind of get into the numbers behind everything and then I got kind of just into how you build out equations and like what you put into them and what they're there for. And I got really interested in this idea that numbers can kind of find explanations for real life things, which is kind of what economics is all about. So then that brought me into data analytics, which is my current job. And uh, then that really just meshed perfectly with my love of sports. And especially since baseball is just, I mean, the most number-heavy thing you could possibly get into involved when you're talking sports. It just really kind of flowed naturally with that. Mm, that's cool. So how long have you been in the uh, working world? Uh, a little over two years now. Okay. A little over two years. It's been weird. Yeah. So did you, you went to school, obviously, for economics, and that's pretty math-heavy, right? Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, just curious, did you have to take differential equations? No, thank God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> thank I'm, God. I'm a uh, computer engineer, and I just, when I was in school, that class was hell. It was so bad. But I, I had talked to a friend of mine to see if it was worth it. Cause I, I, I like to push myself like a little bit, but at the same time, I mean, I minored in math. Like I didn't have to, 
I didn't even have to take half the math classes I took. I just really dug it, and yeah. he would show me what he was doing, and I just could not. I just did not want to have to deal with that shit in my life. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. bad. It was next level stuff. But glad uh, it's over. <laughs> That's cool. So data analytics, baseball is your favorite sport, and obviously stats in that are insane. Um, do you have a favorite stat? Or what do you think the most important stat is? Oh, that's so tough. Oh, man. Uh, it's tough because, you know, it's funny. Like A lot of the um, original stats that people like to kind of... Am I allowed to curse? Oh, sure. All right. Uh, that a lot of people like to shit on. Um, they are actually still really useful. And so you don't want to go with the overly advanced stats that can be used as catch-alls to say that's the most important because with anything you need context so stuff like on base percentage is it's been around forever and it's getting a lot more love now but it's still like i'd say one of my most important stats because you know you see a dude going over to the plate like uh aaron hicks on the yankees last year had like a 237 batting average and had like a 410 on base percentage and like you know, that on base is beautiful. That's what you care about more. Um, the ability to actually put yourself on there. So I, I'm I'm inclined to lean towards on base just because of how useful it is for hitters, but you still have, you know, your fancier stuff like OPS and WRC and, you know, launch angle and barrels and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> so I mean you can get real, real in depth about this kind of stuff now. But oh, I got yeah. I guess I have to go with that. On base percentage, yeah, it's simple but huge, right? You don't get on base, can't score runs. It's basically yeah, as simple I, as that. I think it's also you know, one of the easiest ones to point out to somebody who might not be into it and like show them what you mean, you know? Because on base percentage is like as a as a phrase to describe the stat is good enough, you know? Right, right. Then you get into something like war, and it's like I don't even know how they calculate that. Oh, dude, it's a mess. It's a mess. I tried to look at it once, and oh my god, no! I'll just I'll just take it at their word. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like I I don't even know how they come up with some of these. Even like uh, in the NFL, you get the QB rating. It's like I uh, I don't know. I don't know where they come up with it. It's crazy. You know, it's funny you say that. One of one of, one of our episodes is actually all about quarterback stats, and we do like a whole thing on QB rating. We just recorded another one where we tried to um era adjust QB rating so that it looks. Um, so that, you know, can bring down all the high volume stats of today and bring up all the low volume stats of yesteryear. So I did like a whole thing just talking about QB rating. Wow. And it's, uh, it's weird. (laughs) It's weird. So what is the name of your podcast? Uh, it's called juicing the numbers. Um, I, we, we settled on that number on that, um, that name, uh, kind of straight out of baseball too, thinking about how you. Had the 90s and the early 2000s in baseball where everyone was juicing, using steroids to try to get all whatever kind of competitive advantage they could get. So we picked the term juicing the numbers to yeah, do the like same it. thing, but with our uh, our stats. That's cool. So you got a, a couple of people on there, you and one other person? or Yeah, just me and my, one of, me and one of my, my friends from around town, fellow sport fan. Gotcha. That's awesome. So you're a New Jersey guy. Are you a Mets fan or... Yankees? Yankees fan, yeah. Yankees all day, okay. So I'm yeah, from- My uh, grandfather's from the Bronx. What's that? My my, my family is from the Bronx. Ah, uh, okay. So deep roots. Yeah, yeah, very. <laughs> That's great. 
So you must have been having fun in the 90s, right, when they just kept winning? That's the thing, man. I don't really remember it because I was a kid. I was born in 94. Oh, So I have vague – actually, you know, it's funny. My first World Series, like real World Series memory is 01 when um, Mariano led up the series losing home run to the Diamondbacks. That's like my first, like, memory. (laughs) And it's such a bad one. (laughs) Yeah. Who was that, Gonzalez or something? Oh, dude, I don't even remember. I, I, uh, yeah, I I, I couldn't even tell you. Johnson, maybe. Yeah, that was good stuff. Um, (laughs) so, so you there when, uh, when Pedro was on the Red Sox, or is that too early for you? Oh, no, no, I I remember Pedro on the Red Sox. I remember Pedro on the Red Sox, and then I remember playing Pedro again in the 09 World Series and he was on the Phillies. Like, I don't know. I've. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's so tough because when I was a kid, I hated Pedro and loved Pedro. Yeah. He's just so good. Yeah, yeah. Pedro's probably my favorite pitcher I've ever seen. Uh, I'm from, like, the Boston area, so big Red Sox guy. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So we had a fun year this year. I, I'd be hard pressed to say how it could get any more fun. So yeah, I'd say you yeah. guys did. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. So um, QB rating. Do you follow any other sports, or pretty much baseball, football? Uh, I, I get into hockey. Okay. I uh, yeah, my, I have uh, a, a diehard Rangers fan of um, a, a great uncle of mine who's who's been watching those games back when it was like the original six and all that. So I, I got into it from him. Those are really the like the, those are the three sports I have connections to, because um, I feel like you get into sports if there's someone usually in your life that's into it. Like I never right. got into basketball just because you know no one in my family is really into basketball, so I never had like an outlet that would that would display it to me. So those three I I do. So I have some kind of some kind of tie to it. Right. I feel the same way with golf. Like a bunch of my friends play golf, but. My dad didn't play golf. Like no one in my family played golf, so I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know how to play. Never learned. So, kind of weird. I, I, it, it's no. It's so far, I'm the same way. I, I, every time I pick up a golf um, club, I was about to say bat. <laughs> I, I hold it like a baseball bat, and I just try to do a baseball swing but lower. Like I can't figure it out, and I don't, I don't know how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a different, different whole game. It's weird. But do you still get to play sports? Um, eh, here, here and there. I mean, I, I, I try to make it out to, uh, there's a batting cage by me. I like to go to every now and then. Um, I mean, my friends and I <laughs> dick around here and there, but I wouldn't say I really play anything much anymore. Yeah. It stinks. It's like when you're in college or whatever, you got all the intramurals and stuff going on, but I don't know. It's just harder to find leagues and stuff now. Harder to yeah. find time maybe. I don't know. How about you? You doing anything? I mean, just like pick up basketball every once in a while, but that's about it. I mean, besides working out at the gym or whatever. Yeah, it's it's tough to kind of find that kind of stuff when you get older. It's sad because it, it used to be so fun. Like, I just remember, you know, going to the park, playing baseball, basketball, soccer, whatever, anything. Just out with the friends and like, it's just not as common anymore. I don't know. Everyone's doing different things growing up. Yeah, I was going to say, it's tough to even get, you know, you and three, four of your friends in the same 
replace some of these, you know, most of the time. So let right. alone getting everyone, three or four of your friends willing to do a physical activity in the same place at one time can be even more challenging. You mentioned martial arts. Are you still doing that or you said you were teaching that? Yeah, yeah. I um I I I, I teach taekwondo classes actually. I've been um taking it since I was a kid and I've been teaching it got this number. I've been teaching it for 9 years now, which wow. I think is the longest I've been doing anything other than breathing. Uh <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it it's something I started when I was a kid. So when just, how long have you been practicing or when did you start? I'm practicing for I guess 13 now, just about. Started when I was like 11. Wow. Um as I, I felt kind of late to the game because it's funny. It's like one of those things where if you're like, like there's some kids that I, I I was going through the whole program with who started when they were like five or six, you know. So I'm like an 11 year old. I'm like the biggest kid in the class. Like everyone knows each other and they've been doing it for like their whole lives. It's so weird to walk into when you don't start something like at like your absolute youth, you know. Dude, it's crazy. I um. I actually just last year started taking martial arts classes and I'm 30. So <laughs> totally, totally know where you're coming from, but uh, a couple years different, I guess. <laughs> How does you, um, what, what kind of martial art are you doing? Uh, it's like a, a, um, it's called Bagua, but it's basically like Tai Chi mixed with Kung Fu. Uh, it's kind of weird. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So it, how are you digging it? I joined it because it was like, oh, I want to do something physical, but I also want to do something like mental. I don't know. I was hearing all about how, you know, meditation and all this good stuff that's supposed to happen. And uh, I don't know. I just kind of walked in and been doing it for like a little over a year now. And it's definitely, definitely different than just going to the gym and lifting weights. Tell, tell you that. <laughs> oh, for sure. Have you been getting out of it what you thought you'd be getting out of it? Dude, it's it's totally different than what I thought. I don't I don't know what I thought when I went <laughs> in, but I don't know, my whole mindset has changed. Just like I don't know. Just the way I think, just feel more confident, like just so many good things from it. I don't know what they do in there, but they're doing something right. Oh yeah, man. How how um have you have you noticed a difference in your posture? Yeah, like flexibility-wise, just like, I don't know, standing up straight, even like walking into meetings, like positive attitude. It's it's weird, like I said, I don't know. Yeah, man, I mean, because they pick up on so many little things, you know, like you get told you're looking down, you're like, I wasn't looking down, and then they're like, I, I had instructors who would um take videos and be like, you see that, you piece of crap? You're looking at the ground <laughs> yeah. right there. And go, yeah, you're right. Um, and like, yeah, you're leaning forward. You can't lean forward. And like, they pick up on all these little itty bitty things. Cause that's kind of the point. And then, you know, you realize like a year, two, three later, it's like, oh wow. Like I was a slouching dude back then. And now just from doing this and getting nitpicked apart, I'm, I'm standing up straighter. I got my eyes up. I got my chin up. I got my shoulders back, you know? And yeah, yeah, you you feel like like you know the hottest dude walking around because you you gotta you're so used to standing tall. All of a sudden, you're you're you're, you're kind of acting the part, you know? Yeah, yeah. So you've been teaching for three years. Has that been a lot different than um, being a student? I've been teaching for nine years. Oh, nine years. You said sorry. 
Yeah. Damn. Damn. That's what. That's what's funny. I don't remember being a student anymore. <laughs> Because I was only like a student and not teaching for about four years. Okay, that's so what I, I got most it. of yeah. my right most of my memory at this point is me teaching classes. So it's been crazy because it's been nine years. I had I had students that I was teaching when they were six, who are now like fifteen. You know, I just saw a crop of students that I taught when they were like eight go to college. Wow, it's crazy. That's wild. You must have. Seen big changes over that time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's so funny with how close behind, like, all of that was to how... Because I'm not, like, that old, you know? I'm, I'm 24. Right. So it's crazy to see, you know, like, these these guys basically just being a few years behind me and be like, yeah, I remember that point in time in high school where everything sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't that long ago. <laughs> so is that just, like, a, a part-time thing for you is that something that you'd consider going all in or no i don't think i could ever go all in because there's a lot of weird business stuff with it and i'm I'm, it's tough because i understand that the schools have to make money but i've been to some schools where they do some relatively weird or shady stuff to make the money i wouldn't want to get that involved in it plus i like my job i like i like my my real job so i'm i'm very very cool with doing this for the I don't know, eight to 10 hours a week. I do it. That's, that's good for me. Gotcha. So you wouldn't, that's not really for the money. That's for the experience. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That's cool. Nine years of teaching. So you, you were pretty young when you started, right? You had to be what? 15, 16 when you started teaching. Uh, yeah, yeah. I started, uh, when I was 15. Yeah, that sounds right. And you were teaching mostly kids. Yeah, yeah, they'd start you off. It's funny because they start you off with the oldest kids because the oldest kids will understand what you're saying better if you're not saying it right. Because mm. the younger kids, you got to like break everything down to its most basic and and most stripped down version of what you're trying to do, and that's actually way more challenging than kind of messing up what you're trying to say but having someone still get it. You know, that makes so sense. the older kids will, will have an understanding. Like if you just totally butcher what you're trying to get at, but you show them physically, they'll, they'll pick it up. The younger kids, like the five, six, seven, eight year olds, they really need stuff to get just stripped down to its core. And that takes more time to get used to. So I was working with kids only like a few years younger than me when I first started, which was also just kind of a little bit weird. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you, do you feel you learned a lot about yourself in those nine years you were teaching? Oh my God, so much! I it made me way bigger of a of a of a talker. Um, it made me way more comfortable with explaining the kinds of things I'm trying to to get out, which has been very helpful with you know things like my show, but also things of like going through college. Because um, I was way quieter beforehand. And you have to be not only talkative not not talkative but able to string together quite a number of sentences to explain whatever it is you're trying to get out but you also have to do so loudly enough that the back of a classroom or a dojo or what have you can hear you and that was something relatively foreign to me at the time uh so it kind of helped me get out of my young kid shell a lot uh which proved exceedingly helpful down the road oh yeah i'm sure that helped 
in school, getting the new job and everywhere. That's really cool. Have you been at the same school for since you started? Yeah, well what's convenient is my uh my school is actually in my gym. Like they got um uh I guess like a, a downstairs where the gym is and then an upstairs where the um the martial arts room is. So it makes that super convenient and it makes my gym membership free since I work there. Win win <laughs> right is there. Great. <laughs> like yeah, that. for real. <laughs> That's awesome. Like if they didn't pay me and just do that for me, I'd still go there. <laughs> that's cool. Wow. All right. Well, that's that's a cool connection. Um, you also mentioned music. So, do you what? Do you, what instrument do you play? Do you sing? Uh, I, I I try to sing. <laughs> All right. Cool. <laughs> yeah. You know, if I can. <laughs> uh, I, I my first instrument. Well, my first, first instrument was trombone, but that did not last for very long at all. <laughs> um, my first instrument I stuck with and still play is the guitar. And then um, I have a bunch of friends that also play music, and they play a bunch of different instruments in their own right. So throughout the years, um, I learned how to play the the bass and the drums and um, the mandolin, because my buddy had one, and the banjo, because my buddy had one, the ukulele. Uh, I can I can kind of mess around a little bit with the piano. I'm not great. <laughs> I can get through it. Uh, so you know, pretty much anything you could find in a very very stereotypical like jam session, I could probably figure my way out uh, my my way around on it just from having kind of that exposure to it. How did you learn? Did you take lessons, or did you just kind of pick it up and practice? Yeah, my. I just remember one year, I guess my aunt and uncle had this old guitar that they just weren't using, and they just left it at our house with the with the hope that either me or uh, I have an older brother who's not that much older, but he's there, um, hoping one of us would, would pick it up, and I ended up picking it up and starting to try to fiddle around with it myself, which went okay, <laughs> and uh, I ended up taking, this was back when I was a freshman in high school. So I ended up taking uh, my high school offered guitar class, like as an elective. So the next year I took that, and um, that's really like the only, I guess you could say, formal guitar training I have. The rest of it just came from trying to find tabs online and uh, buying song books that had tabs in it that I could try to work my way through. Because despite my years being surrounded by music, I can barely read sheet music i read sheet music at like a second grade level it is awful oh my god so a little hey, bit of both i guess that's cool do you think the lessons kind of gave you like a a um like a basic methodology where you could kind of grow from like would you be where you are without the lessons probably not no because one of the other things that 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 um what was good about it was good about doing it at my school and doing it in a classroom was that it forced me to see what other guitar players were doing and uh, forced me to kind of interact with them, forced me to practice the same songs that there were multiple people were all practicing, which is, I think, the real value behind it. Um, it's not like I got taught a bunch of crazy techniques that like I, I'm still using today. I, I really couldn't. I can remember a few songs that we did, but nothing specific because... You know, that wasn't really what it was about. It was mostly playing 
just kind of with other musicians, which is like how it, how, it, just how what I said with with learning all the other instruments. It's just it, it it's like it's like learning the language is what it really is. If you can immerse yourself in it, it's going to be way better than you trying to do it by yourself in a room. So really, the same kind of idea there. I think that's what I got the most value from in that class. Do you think that's because the other people hold you accountable, or another reason? I just didn't want to look bad. <laughs> God, yeah. I just didn't want to be the worst guitar player in that room. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, so I guess that's kind of like accountability, right? You're holding yourself accountable, so you're not the worst one in the room. Sure. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, absolutely. I, I was so hard on myself for a 13-year-old trying to learn the guitar. <laughs> so do you do anything... Um, with the music now or just kind of like play with friends yeah i mean when I, it's a shame because when i was in college i used to play my college at open mic nights i used to play those and then when i had graduated and hadn't found my job yet i found a couple open mic nights at like some bars nearby my house that i would go to and it was great but since i started working i haven't really had the time or the energy to kind of do those things which is pretty unfortunate but since all my friends also play music when we do have enough of us get together where it could make like a cogent sounding song, we will get together and all just take turns rotating on instruments and playing around and kind of just let that be our, our musical outlet since they're all kind of in the same boat. Yeah, that's cool. Do you ever think of doing anything professionally or? No. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, I, you know what's funny is like I'll look at um, like music competitions. Like I remember when I was a kid, I used to love American Idol when it was first on because you know it was so so big when it first happened. Nothing like it. And I remember thinking to myself, I'd love to do that because I love music, but I'd hate to tour because it sounds awful. Right. And there's something something to, to something in my mind about having to sing like the same songs. Every night, because you know when you see people do it live, they have such energy behind it and they have such passion behind it. And I keep thinking to myself, you know, this guy's probably going to be in like Toronto tomorrow night, doing the same shit. And like, more power to you. I mean, like, if you're doing it like that, I mean, that's awesome. Like, way to go. But I just don't think I'd have it in me to be that kind of guy. You know? I hear you. Yeah, every night saying, "This is the best crowd I ever played in front of." <laughs> Yeah, it's got to get old. Forgetting the name of which city you're in. Oh, yeah. (laughs) What's up, Chicago? (laughs) You're in Detroit. (laughs) (laughs) Do you play anything? No, I don't play any music. I I like music a lot, and I've thought about playing something, but never made it a priority. I don't know. What kind of of music are you into? Oh, man, I listen to everything. I listen to hip-hop, rap, rock, uh, like dubstep house music country music like everything all right so what was the last concert you went to last concert i went to was thomas rett my wife uh loves thomas rett so okay okay <laughs> yeah pretty Do good you have show. anything yeah yeah i bet i mean that's the thing i feel like live music can be almost anything and i'll go to it because i like seeing people doing their thing you know yep anything uh like like 
any bands rolling through town you're just itching to go see sometime this year? Or do you just kind of let shows happen when they happen? Um, it, yeah, pretty much like I'll check if there's a couple of bands I really want to see, like probably never get to see them again, but System of a Down's probably my favorite band, kind of random, but I don't know if they'll ever tour again. Uh, I still want to see Red Hot Chili Peppers, never got to see them, so I don't know if they're coming around. But pretty much other than those two, really, it's like, who's in town? Okay, yeah, let's go check it out. Man, the Chili Peppers are such a weird band to go see. So, like, my buddy was trying to go, same thing. He'd always wanted to see him. He was a huge fan growing up. And they were playing a show at MSG. And the cheapest ticket in the house was, like, um, I want to say $180. Oof. And he was just like, no, like I can't do it. So then the next year, they were playing at one of the music festivals. I want to say uh, it was Governor's Ball, which everyone happens in um, City Field with the Mets play. And the to a one-day pass for the day that the Peppers were headlining was like $175. Mm. Plus, then it's like a whole day of other bands playing music. So he goes to go see that, and it's like, how how does any of this work? Yeah, right. How, how does any of this work? It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, they, they must just be able to fit way more people in there. I don't know. I don't know. Cause you know what's crazy? Actually, it wasn't in City Field. I, I thought it was going to be too. It was in the parking lot. <laughs> oh, wow. Like, right? Like the stadium was closed. Because I remember asking him, I was like, so did they like set up like the main stage in the stadium for like the Chili Peppers at night? And he goes, nope, parking lot. Wow. Was it good? Was it a good show? Oh yeah, he said they killed it. Yeah, yeah. I guess. But they they're active. I I bet you could still have. I bet there's still opportunity to see them. They they. I feel like they're always putting out albums. Yeah, they they have been for a while. So we'll go see them soon. What about you? Do you have any uh, music that you like? In particular, no. I'm kind of in 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 your situation as well. I kind of listen to a bit of everything. Um, you know, my, I feel like it's the same kind of thing as with, as with sports. If there's someone in your life that likes that kind of music, uh, that's how I got into it anyway. So like my grandfather is a huge jazz guy. He like plays in an orchestra. Like that's why I said my, my first instrument from being trombone is because my grandfather plays trombone. He's been playing trombone in the same orchestra for like 40 years. They like huge into jazz. So that's how I got into that. My Mother's like a huge fan of '80s music, so I got a whole a whole bunch of um, uh, like the Talking Heads and Tom Tom Club and um, like '80s David Bowie, and then that got me into the rest of David Bowie. I uh, got a bunch of friends that are big into hip hop, and especially with being in Jersey, um, tons of hip hop. Like the Fugees are local band. My mother actually used to teach um, middle school where. Uh, Lauren Hill was from, so like huge hip hop town. Hmm. Wow. Um, and you know, my dad's a big classic rock guy, so you get all the flavors. Like, I think the last two concerts I went to was Modest Mouse, and then before that, um, I think it was this like indie band called Guster from the 90s. Sounds nothing like Modest Mouse. Uh, and then I plan on seeing. Oh, and then I saw Lauren Hill when she was in town in like October. So I, I, I I'm kind of all over the place too. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. I mean, we don't need to put a label on what kind of music we like. 
<laughs> Damn right. Yeah. <laughs> do whatever we want. That's what we do. We have fun. You know what I did for the first time just this past year? I went to a concert in a bowling alley. Wow. Have you ever done that? Never even heard of it. Yeah, I, I, I knew that like really small time acts that do this, but um, my buddy who's like way deeper in the whole indie thing than I am was telling me about this band he likes and I just was like Googling to see if they'd be in town and, uh, at all. Because he doesn't really go to concerts much, and I was trying to force him to go to some concerts, and they, it was playing at this, <laughs> this local bowling alley. So we, it's like twenty five bucks. We're like, let's do it. So we go down, and it's like, it was bizarre. It was absolutely bizarre. Because first off, this place is is huge, right? They got a stage, they got a soundboard, they got two different bars, and then they have six lanes of bowling, which they let you do during the show. I was going to so like ask in that. Between, wow. Yeah, because so we, we thought you couldn't. So like we were just like sitting down where um, the people would sit for bowling, like by where the you know little computers are that let you put in your name and everything. And people kept telling us to get up because they were going to bowl. And we're like, don't you got to stop? Like the show's starting soon. I'm like, no, they just let you go through it. So like in between songs, when the band gets quiet, you just hear the sound of people rolling pins. Like it's, it's crazy. <laughs> that is wild. Yeah, honestly, I, I got I got to recommend concerts and bowling alleys are pretty cool. <laughs> I'm gonna have to look for that. I've never even heard of that. That's sick. Yeah, apparently it's just a thing. <laughs> All right, I'm keeping my eyes open for that. You hear the pins as the bands walking up, <laughs> crashing <laughs> you do, down. You hear people celebrating strikes. <laughs> it's funny. Oh man, that's cool. So, um, you mentioned you know not liking the idea of going on tour and doing the same thing over and over. Do you find that at your job, you are doing different things all the time and it's making it interesting? Uh, my job's kind of weird because it's a very, very specific job. Mm-hmm. Way more specific than I thought it would be, which is why I give a very general term for what I do of data analytics. But there's definitely the minutia of it that that varies a lot between my day to day that is where i find interest like i there, there there's something that's changing with what i have to do or who i have to talk to or what's going on with what i'm doing per day that it it keeps me invested in what i'm doing that's cool yeah i think that's huge um i don't know getting stuck in the same story every day just seems scary yeah, no, I, I I definitely wouldn't want to. If if it was like that, I mean, unless they were paying me just a bunch, I really don't think I could do it. I I mean, I, I don't. I was never a job is my life kind of guy. I've always been. I want a well paying job to set me up for retirement, to set me up for um, doing the hobbies I like to do. Uh, I'm just starting to get into traveling since I've only just been starting to work. And I would like to be able to fund that, but I've never been like a wanting to stay late kind of guy. Cause like there's people I work with who would be like, I'm going to stay here late and like get all this stuff done. I'm like, but don't you want to go home? <laughs> don't you want to do literally anything else? <laughs> and they're like, no, like I like this. I'm like, I mean, I, if it's for you, it's for you. But I, I've always wanted my job to be somewhat an ends to a means. I want to enjoy it, but I also want it to not be the guiding force of my life. Right. So if you didn't have to go to work tomorrow, what would you do? 
Oh, I'd be at well, I'd be at the batting cages way more than I go to the batting cages. Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I never have time for it, um, which is such a shame. Because I am awful and would like to get better. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna have to get some analytics on that swing. Oh, for real, I've thought about it. <laughs> I've thought about like, should I measure <laughs> my launch angle? <laughs> no, that oh, sounds come terrible. On. We need a we need a YouTube video of this thing. Oh god! It's, I remember I was there on once. It. I was there once. <laughs> once when I um was first starting to go again, and I walked in, and the um batting cage I go to, it's like six cages in like a very kind of enclosed, like it's an indoor place. And when <laughs> the last two cages are being used by conservatively forty high school softball girls, and I'm just like, oh, I'm gonna embarrass the shit out of myself. <laughs> Oh, they're in the middle of batting practice. They all look phenomenal. I'm standing over there like, fuck, I'm not going to get any of these. They're coming in 50 miles an hour right over the plate. I'm missing so much. Oh, it was bad. Damn. Damn. That sounds rough. I mean, it was fun, but yeah, that's uh, it was my nightmares of my guitar class in high school all over again. Right. Uh, we need that YouTube of that swing. Oh, please, no. It is not good. <laughs> All right, just stick to the pod. Stick to the pod. Yeah, I'll stick to the medium where no one has to see me. <laughs> <laughs> Smart. Have you ever thought about doing um, like videos or YouTube or anything? No, actually. So I've always kind of thought about like starting a blog or whatever. And finally, I was like, all right, I'm going to start a podcast up and kind of see how it goes. So it's been going pretty well so far. Um but never, never nothing with video or YouTube. I don't know if we'll get to that point or not, but just a podcast for now. Yeah, I, something throws me off about it. I mean, I, I like talking about the things I like talking about, but I'm not sure I want to have to even get presentable for one, you know, or like do all the other things that go with it. It, it sounds like a lot in addition to all the work. Because, you know, you know now, it's work, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It definitely is. But it's a lot of fun. Like, I've got to talk to a bunch of different people with, like, all kinds of different stories. It's just a lot of fun. I Like, even before, just before the internet, say, I would have never, ever met Josh. Would have never known this story. (laughs) Now, how easy is this, right? We just quickly make a call on the internet, and it's it's amazing. So that's that's the fun part. But you're right. It isn't uh, just click a button and publish a podcast. There's there's work behind it. Yeah, the the my, the the friend that I I run my show with did not understand that, <laughs> and he's always on my case. Like, why are you always hounding me to do this, or or why are you so worried about that? I'm like, cause there's shit to do, man. <laughs> like, we gotta get all this stuff done. It just doesn't happen. You, you know, you got to yeah, you there I put in work into this. You gotta you gotta pull your weight. So it is uh it, it's still it's still so much fun. It's still so much fun. But you know, you gotta do your thing. Yep. Yep. So for your episodes, do you go in with like um with a bunch of research and a bunch of stats and then you kinda talk about it, or do you kinda wing it? No, for um, so we we do two episodes a week. We do a Monday and a Thursday. The Monday is just kind of an around the sports, something that's going on, um, more on uh, current event kind of thing. 
So like uh, we did one that was about NFL head coaching hires, and we did one that was about the MLB offseason. We're going to do one, uh, try to get it recorded like right after the Super Bowl this Sunday. So stuff like, you know, along those lines where it's a little bit more to the to what's happening. The Thursday one is when we do stats. So what we'll try to do is we'll try to come up with a, a question or a weird idea and see. then we'll do like research, we'll pull up numbers, we'll pull up stats. It'll be very numbers-oriented, and we'll see if we can answer that question or try to find um, a interesting way of looking at whatever we had tried to look at. So like we did one about... There's a stat in baseball, for people who might not know, called WRC+, Plus, which basically just measures how good of a hitter you are as compared to other hitters in the league. And we did that broken down by position to see like how good of a second baseman's hitting is he as compared to other second basemen. And then took that and kind of talked about how that would affect things like free agency and trade markets and uh, the current stream of super utility players, how that might affect roster construction and kind of took it from from that angle going all around mainly wrc plus um we had one where we talked about pulling your goalie and in hockey that's going to come out this thursday uh, we're about to record an episode together in a few days where we're talking all about uh, what metrics do you want in a leadoff hitter in baseball and they're going to try to create a weighted formula that can show us kind of cleanly how we can compare leadoff hitters against each other so stuff like that yeah that's awesome man i i can't wait to to listen to some of these do you guys have a website (laughs) or how am i going to find you just juicing the numbers on any of my favorite podcast listeners uh yeah pretty much i mean we we do have a, a website uh we created a free website with wix which was a whole interesting little thing um, because neither one of us are very good with... We've never created a creative website before, and we're both fine with computers as a concept, but not creating our own things in particular. So our website is uh, juicingthenumbers.wixsite.com. Uh, but, you know, if you just Google it or put it in uh, whatever podcast app you use, you should be able to find it pretty readily. All right, cool, cool. What about any social social media? Do you guys have a Twitter or anything? Yeah, I was just gonna ask you about this. So I have we have we have a Twitter. It's called um it's just juicing pod and the juicing pod. Uh, we've been thinking about an Instagram, but I'm not sure I want to have to make up things to take pictures of. <laughs> right? Thought about either of these? Um. So yeah, I got a Twitter and an Instagram, and I'm not really sure how I'm gonna use them yet. <laughs> but uh, I I created them, but nothing really posted <laughs> yet. They're there. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I I mostly just followed a bunch of like sports accounts on Twitter, and then I'll like retweet things with comments, um, so that we're like engaged in things that are happening. But like, I just don't know what the heck I'm using Instagram for, you know? Because like we were saying, this is this is very much so an auditory medium. I'm not sure how uh, involved I want to get with the whole visual aspect of it. Right. And I know at least when I scroll Instagram, I usually don't have sound on, so I'm just looking at the oh, pictures. Yeah, never. <laughs> and then how often do you read like the comments below pictures? Yeah, very rarely. Like it's got to yeah. be a pretty funny picture for me to to read something. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm with you. I'm the same way. But maybe I'm using 
Twitter or Instagram different than other people. I don't know. No, you're definitely you're definitely using Instagram the same way I use Instagram. So we're on like that. I feel like I, you know what's funny. I never used Twitter in my personal life before I started the show. I'd only ever downloaded it for for this reason. And I mean, did you use it before this? So I uh, I was into like cryptocurrencies pretty deep. So I was using it for that to like follow people and like figure out what was going on. So that so I was I like Twitter. I think it's kind of easy to use and easy to get information fast, but Instagram's pretty much just uh, a lot of memes that I laugh at. <laughs> yeah, Instagram for me is a lot of mindless scrolling. Yeah, it's it's. I'm never stopping to invest in in reading whatever it is. I go right past. <laughs> do you um, do you follow barstool sports at all? I'm so conflicted on Barstool Sports because on the one hand, like, I do see, like, a meme every now and then that I think is funny, but, like, I feel like a lot of it's just really, like, gym bro-ish at times, and that's the kind of thing I'm I'm not a fan of. Right. Like, the, um, there's this, there's this one guy for Bar- Barstool that covers just the Yankees, and he seems like such a dick. <laughs> like, I really... <laughs> I really like like every now and then he says something funny and I'm like <laughs> like half the time it's like you know just the worst Twitter Yankees fan takes and it's like I don't want to I don't want to deal with this like we're not we're not trading Sonny Gray for for Joey Votto like shut the fuck up like <laughs> yeah yeah you know where do you get your your sports news mostly just like ESPN or no which is sad because ESPN sucks now I mean damn like it's not good um. I mean, they got so replaced by YouTube yeah. with all their highlights. So um, I do. I listen to um, the the Yankees TV broadcaster and has his own radio show that I listen to every every day because because you know something to do on the commute home. Uh, but other than that, you know, I, I follow pretty much like general baseball accounts on Twitter. You know, I'll follow like ah, um, oh, what's his name, Buster Olney. Yeah. I'll follow like Jeff Passan. And, you know, guys that will, like, break any kind of news because I don't want to get... I think about the Yankees enough in my personal life. Like, I don't need to I don't need to be in that in that chamber forever. I, I definitely need to branch out and not think just about our local everyday New York Yankees. Sure. <laughs> how, how involved are you with, um, with, with, with your Red Sox fandom? Um, you know, I follow them. I'll watch, I don't watch every game, but I'll, uh, I'll turn it on when I'm home. Right now, uh, I couldn't tell you much about what happened this off season. That's pretty sad, but Patriots I mean, to be fair, on. not a lot has happened this off season anyway. So I wouldn't okay. feel bad if I were you. All right, good, good. Yeah. Do you go to Fenway ever? Oh yeah. Have you ever been? No, I really want to go. Yeah, you should get up there, man. It's it's a good time. It's uh, it's old. Seats are small and tight, but. Uh, <laughs> It's fun. It's a lot of fun. Definitely I'm, got I'm, some one history. Of the, one of my goals with the whole, like, you know, some kind of job, so I'm going to start traveling, is to go see other stadiums. So, like, last year I went to Camden Yards for the first time, which is gorgeous. Oh, my God. And then um, in May, um, after the season starts, of course, I'm going to try to go out to Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City to go see that, to go see the Yankees play the Royals. Plus, I – am dying to see the Negro League Hall of Fame out there because I am just fascinated with that part 
uh, baseball history. So I, I definitely want to work my way around the country and see all the stadiums eventually. Yeah, it would be amazing. Uh, I was going to ask why Kansas City, but you gave me the answer. That's cool. <laughs> Have you been to uh, any other stadiums? Um, I don't think I have, honestly. I've been to Fenway, it's and tough. that's it. Well, it's it's so tough because you got to think like, what are the chances I'm traveling to a city that has a baseball stadium when the season's happening? You know, right, right. I've been like, outside I'm going to, of um, Camden Yards, and like, there's all those bars, and it's kind of nice. Well, in some parts, it's kind of nice. <laughs> yeah, you got to be in the right parts. Yeah. <laughs> now the inside of that thing's gorgeous. Um. I'm, it's so funny because I'm, I'm going to Los Angeles in a few weeks just to go see a friend of mine who moved out there, and we're gonna go. I want like I want to go to Dodger Stadium, so we're gonna go to Dodger Stadium because it's you know a historic stadium, and I feel so bad that there's not gonna be a game going on when, when when I'm gonna be there. But at the same time, it's like it's like does that count? You know, like I I saw the stadium, I, I'll be inside, but like I don't see a game there. Like can I count that? You know? Mm, yeah, I'm I'm conflicted. Not sure about the rules on that. Yeah, I don't know. It's tough. That should be fun, though. That's cool. LA is a good time. Have you? Have you been? I've been to uh, LA. Yeah, this summer I actually went to San Diego and then LA for a couple of days. And California's pretty nice. When I was there, I was really considering uh, moving my life out of Massachusetts. <laughs> Oh man, I've I've never I've never even been to California before. This is my first trip out there. The farthest west I've ever been was Colorado. I had a friend that went to school out there. I went to go visit once. Um so I'm very interested in seeing what Los Angeles is like. What are what what are some of the things that you did there that stuck out to you? Maybe I can try to hit up some of those same spots. Um I don't know. Our friend like I got a friend from college that uh moved out there now and he kind of took us around just good food like saw the hollywood sign there's a college right there what is it ucla maybe sounds right (laughs) ucla it's in la makes sense uh just like (laughs) hung out around there for like a couple nights so um i like san diego probably better i really want to see san diego it's definitely like chiller people are outside just like working out and surfing and it's just a cool vibe la is kind of like city crazy yeah but i like city crazy yeah no, <laughs> that's no, what I, i'm used to i like to. it too it's just two different worlds and they're only like yeah, no, what, a couple hours away well yeah it's just great and then you go up to like the north of california from what i understand because i have um friends and family that live up there and it, like it, it's even different from LA, like you go up north, like you know, an hour past San Francisco, and it's like the South. You know, there's people hunting, and and it, and it gets all um, like woodsy and backwoodsy and weird. <laughs> people lighting fires and shooting guns, and it gets all crazy. And I'm like, damn, but like, yeah, and it's like the same state that you have San Diego, Los Angeles, San Francisco, and like the Deep South, and like the same state. <laughs> crazy it's just such a big state yeah man it's huge all right man well uh is there anything you else you wanted to talk about anything um you want to say about your podcast or anything else 
No, nah, man, I don't think so. I, I think we covered a lot of ground today. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, this was a blast. Cool, man. All right, juice in the numbers. I'm, I can't wait to check it out. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for taking the time today. Thank you for taking the time to listen to Strangers in a Small World. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and send a review on your favorite podcast listener. If you want to reach out to us, check us out on Twitter at Strangers in a Pod, on Instagram at Strangers in a Small World, or go straight to our website and hit us up at www.strangersinasmallworld.com. On the website, you can find information on the show as well as links to everything we talked about in today's conversation. Thanks again for listening, and remember, although we may be strangers, we all live together in this small world. Music